Lynn. Happy Friday. This is your first ever listening on the Woman Podcast. My name is Tamani Lynn, and I'm the founder and CEO of Women of Lynn, which is a women's empowerment organization that is dedicated to uplifting, inspiring, educating, and empowering all women to be bossed through support and networking. We do a variation of different initiatives like group community service. We have an international Malaysia podcast like this one. We do webinars, seminars, workshops, you name it, basically do it, sis. We are known as the one-stop shop for empowerment, and you are listening to the Woman Podcast, where I sit down with female entrepreneurs, or W bosses rather, which is what we like to call them, and I sit down with them and I talk with them about their personal journeys of entrepreneurship at hand, and also the topic of the week, okay? Before we hop into um, the topic of this week, although this is the season finale, and I wanted to end off on a really strong note, it's kind of sad also recording this, um, just to let you ladies know, all of our episodes are recorded in advance, and right now is just a really sad time. Um, if you're not aware of what's going on within the United States, another unarmed black man was killed. His name is George Floyd. All of this is just so crazy, and to think that we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Like, we're in the middle of a pandemic, okay, All that's going on. People are losing their lives due to COVID. It's approximately 40 million people that are out of work right now within the United States that I know of. And that, you know, I've seen, of course, with stats. But then it is that. And then another unarmed black man was killed during a pandemic. And then shortly after that, I found out that a Bowie State University graduate was killed as well within the same week. And... This is all just so heavy. So I want you ladies to know that I always try to be positive for you all. I always try to be a beacon of light and hope to still empower and encourage you ladies. But right now, it's just a very difficult time. If you guys want to support, or not even if, if you're listening to this, I hope you support. I want you guys to go ahead and take a second to sign the petition for justice for George Floyd. And I want you guys to listen carefully. It is justiceforbigfloyd.com. Justice, that's it's exactly how it's spelled, for big, B-I-G, Floyd.com. I'm sharing this link for you all. I've shared it um, with a whole bunch of people. And the more people that sign this petition, the better the chance that, you know, the officer that murdered George Floyd gets, you know, arrested and... Just try to do whatever you can, ladies, whether it's signing a petition, donating if you can, anything helps, anything counts, just please do something, okay? I just wanted to touch on that before we move forward. But on a lighter note, you ladies know that I do updates of every single episode, and I want to thank you ladies for signing up for our masterclass. Um, On the bright side, we hosted a three-week masterclass that you ladies know of, and we went over launch strategies. We went over how to stay consistent in business. We went over the basics of business, how to build a brand message. And it was so impactful to the point where I began seeing and we began seeing growth within the women that were part of our masterclass before the masterclass even ended. And stuff like that really just, you know, warms my heart because, you know, I always try to be the person I needed in the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey and to be in the position to help other girl bosses just feel so amazing. So that is our only update for this week but you ladies know that we also do segments okay so if this is your first ever listening we have a woman to watch of the week and then we have an ask Tamani question of the week so our woman to watch of the week her name is miss nia the light 
on Instagram, okay? It is at Nia the Light. She is actually based in London. She is not based in the United States. We are spotlighting her this week because she is the founder of a newly built curl bar that is located within London. And she is also the founder of a brand called Happy Friday, which is an Instagram page geared towards celebrating natural hair. It is a blog centered towards celebrating natural hair. And she's also an author. So I just wanted to spotlight her this week because I saw her on social media and she was super inspiring. And to just know that there are different girl bosses just doing their thing all over the world. I love to see it. So if you guys have the chance, go ahead and follow her at Nia the Light on Instagram, Twitter, and any other social media platform she is on. So that is our Women's Watch of the Week. And our Ask Somebody question of the week is, what speaking engagements do you have coming up? So you ladies, Ladies know that, of course, due to COVID, I wasn't able to speak at a lot of different events that I had coming up. But on the bright side, oh, I don't want to share too much, but I will be a public speaker for a very big brand within July. You guys can go ahead and follow me at my personal page at Samani Lynn or our company page at Woman Lynn to stay posted to see when we'll be announcing that. But that is definitely solidified. And it just feels so amazing to be, you know, hopping back into speaking, even if it's digitally. Okay, so if you guys need a speaker, a motivational speaker, virtual panelist, I'm your girl. But to answer your question, W Boss, yes, ma'am, we do have an upcoming speaking engagement. So that is our answer for our Ask Money question of the week. So that is it for our segments. And you ladies know that we have nothing but the best of the best W Boss of each and every podcast episode. This W Boss is the founder of Ascent Strategy, where she helps women-led startups get their companies off the ground through startup coaching and programs. Ascent helps entrepreneurs build startups that see six-figure launch years, a 50% growth in sales within three months, and a business that feels easy and simple to build. She is also a Forbes 30 Under 30 honoree and has been recognized for entrepreneurial endeavors in Forbes, Elle magazine, and even on the TEDx stage, ladies. She co-founded and built her first company, which was a clothing company at 19 years old. Yes, you heard me properly, 19 years old, and sold the company before her 23rd birthday. In 2011, she co-founded Water Collective, a nonprofit that has helped over 80,000 people in Cameroon and India fix and prevent broken water projects in their communities. Born in the New York City, the Big Apple, she now lives in Colorado and is an avid hiker, climber, and lover of the outdoors. So please welcome our special guest for this week, Miss Sophia Sunwoo. Thank you so much for having me. You are so good at this. I love your voice. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So before we get into your story of becoming the boss you are today throughout your journey, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background a little bit more in depth. Yeah, um, so as you mentioned, I've been an entrepreneur since I was 19 years old, um, kind of accidentally. Uh, my best friend and I in college were pretty much like antsy, bored teenagers, and uh, we both loved going to punk punk rock concerts at the time and if you've ever been to a rock concert there's a lot of baggy band t-shirts and they don't look good on women so we decided to basically create a clothing line for ourselves so that we could look good and um you know we sold our clothing at our at our first gigantic music festival and I guess we just really hit a chord with a lot of women it ended up just taking off um we ended up on a bunch of celebrities. We ended up in 250 retailers worldwide. 
Uh, and yeah, and it was just like a really fun experience for us to just get our creative juices flowing. And, um, yeah, from there on, you know, because we were so young, we decided to sell the company because it just wasn't aligned with what we were looking to do. You know, I wanted to really explore how can we use business to, um, address issues of social impact. So that's kind of what led me to my second business of, building this nonprofit and, um, you know, that was such a incredible learning journey for me because it was so challenging. So with the good came the bad. And I think, you know, this second experience was so different from my first where I really struggled and I had so many challenges and it was where I really explored the importance of just mentally being healthy as entrepreneur, emotionally being healthy as an entrepreneur and how that affected your business and the day to day. So yeah, so that's, you know, after I um, worked on that business, I kind of arrived at this current business with all those learnings I took in the first two businesses and really tried to create a business that I can, where I can basically, you know, help women entrepreneurs who are on this journey, but almost be a guide for them to let them know like, Hey, here's what's coming up. Let me help prepare you for this. And let me help you be the best entrepreneur you can be. And you can actually skip through all this incredibly challenging stuff that I went through. So that's kind of where I started and how I ended up where I am today. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I love the fact that you started your first company at 19 years old. Tell us a little bit more about how jumping into entrepreneurship early molded you into a great businesswoman in the long run. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think that uh, when I was that young, doing something like starting a business really helps you focus and grow up in Mm -hmm. such a quick way. And I think that Uh, because I had that experience so early on, um, by the time I was on to my second and third business, uh, I kind of got all of the stuff out of my system of kind of like reining myself in and getting myself used to the hustle of entrepreneurship and the chaos of it. And I was able to find peace with it really quickly just because I kind of trained myself at an early age. So, um, that has definitely really, really supported me just starting out as young as I did. So let's go ahead and get into your journey of becoming the boss you are today. You can start back as far as you want up until now about how you grew into the woman you are today and how Ascent Strategy has catapulted so many startup businesses while also simultaneously being recognized by major publications like Elle, Forrest Magazine, and more. Yeah, so I think my second business was really the catapult for all that. I think that the best entrepreneurs out there are the ones that have really gone through um, dark nights of the soul and have really gone through those struggle moments Mm because that's really what turns you into the best. And um, it really helps you stand out amongst other entrepreneurs. Like if you are able to overcome struggle, um, every other challenge really doesn't feel like much to you. It actually feels pretty easy. So you're through struggle and through challenge and experiencing that you actually get to this like elevated state of just working harder and solving problems much faster than other entrepreneurs. Uh, but yeah, with my second business, uh, it was just very mentally and emotionally toiling. Like I'm someone who loves challenges, but the challenge of 
working in rural communities where resources were slim and if you had a problem to deal with it was like a problem that you couldn't solve for another two months because of how slow everything was and how resource scarce things were so it really you know stressed my brain out to be uh, working in those situations but it really helped me grow into the entrepreneur I am today where I really, through that experience, was able to learn and understand what my limits were because I think that, you know, with a lot of entrepreneurs, we get into this state of mind of like, I can do anything, like I can fix anything, I can overcome anything, but when you actually come to a moment where something's not fixable and you are actually at your limits and just having that conversation with yourself of, um, is this my limit and can I go further or not? And if I can't go further, what does this say about me? And like, how does this make me feel? Like, does this make me feel like a failure and all that? So it's really like a truth telling moment for yourself. And it really forces you to become an honest entrepreneur and really understand who you are and aren't. And yeah. So for me, that has been so defining and such a catapult to, with this third business to just be really real with myself and to be honest about the type of entrepreneur I am. Mm, you you made a really good point. Uh, you said that, you know, sometimes you have to go some of the darkest times in order to overall and essentially boss up through business. And I was just speaking about this briefly on a previous episode. It's really important to know your limitations as an entrepreneur, as you were saying as well. Um, And if you can't go any further, as you were saying, what does that say about you? But what I like the most about your story and about your company is that, you know, you guys pour into other women so much and, you know, you give women the, the tools and the resources that you once did not have. As you said, you know, resources were very scarce, you know, when you first started. And I just want to ask you, what's the secret to building a startup brand that's attention worthy as you sold your first company at the young age of 22? Um, As you were saying, you started at 19 and resources were scarce. How were you able to build an attention worthy brand? Yeah, that's a great question. So there were a couple of things that we really focused on. I think the biggest thing was we really made sure that we had a personality to the point that it felt like we were a real person. Mm. Um, so that really helped us stand out where I feel like when you have too much of a corporate veneer, people kind of get bored by that and they end up not trusting you a lot of times. And, um, back then that was so true for us where we were just really authentic about how silly we were. We liked wild neon colors and we had male cheerleaders. Like we had a lot of personality for women owned business. So we really let that shine. So that was the number one thing for us as far as like creating an attention where they start up. And, um, I think like probably like the overarching theme here is like the one big takeaway is make sure that you treat attention almost as if it's like a product you're selling. Mm. So if you take it that seriously, you even go into the depths of, okay, how do we provoke emotion? For example, like, I think that's another big thing as a startup is you have to make sure that whatever content you're putting out there, uh, whatever message you're putting out there is provoking emotion. And um, 
because that emotion is what bonds people to brands. It's what creates a relationship. It creates that intimacy of, wow, this brand knows me. This brand represents my identity. Like it's very similar to um, when the Apple iPhone first came out iPhones are expensive phones. They're like $500. Like the fact that people were so ready to buy a $500 phone is so insane to me, but Apple was able to do it because they have, their brand did such an amazing job of provoking emotion of letting people know, Hey, if you buy this product, um, you're going to be that tech savvy young person that is going to be like the go-to hip in person that knows what's going on. Like they did such a good job of selling that identity, uh, that and provoking that emotion within people. So people were so ready as soon as this like $500 phone came out. So, I mean, I think that's like a really good example. Um, but yeah, I think for me being an attention worthy startup, as long as your North star is just how do we sell this almost as if it's a product and you take it that seriously and that will take you in um, great places as far as coming attention worthy. Mm, thank you so much for sharing that. And I loved your answer as well. Ladies, if you're listening to this and you have a startup business or you're really new to business, it's really important to take in everything that she just said. Pay attention to your branding, okay? Pay attention to, you know, certain companies like Apple, as she was saying, how, you know, much did they focus on branding to ensure, you know, that they could sell the product, you know? And it's really important to also be transparent with your audience. As she was saying, if you have too much of a corporate feel, to your company and to your business, it can kind of sometimes drive people away. So I really stress that as well. That was a really good point that you made to make sure that you're evoking emotion, especially with your consumers and anybody who comes across your brand, because you have to figure out what's going to set you aside, you know, with companies like Apple, as we were just saying. And as we're talking about, you know, the different things that should make you, you know, attention worthy as a solid brand, um, I wanted to ask you, are there some bad habits and mistakes that startups should avoid if they want to grow their business as well oh yeah definitely uh so I think the biggest mistake I see is when you're first starting your business you a lot of people are bootstrapping you know they're trying to save as much money as possible to launch the business and I think what ends up happening is a lot of entrepreneurs will DIY like crazy where they wear multiple hats and you know a lot of entrepreneurs wear that as a badge of honor like oh yeah I do everything at the company but actually the more sophisticated entrepreneurs will actually recognize that as a sign of lacking sophistication and strategy in the business that you're trying to build here. Because the thing is you have to respect like every part of your business as if it required 10,000 hours to build it. So for example, you can't be proud that you're creating and doing all of your social media strategy if you've never done it before and say that you're putting 10,000 plus hour work level expertise out there as far as strategy goes. Um, so that's something I see a lot where I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs think that things are really easy to do, like having a marketing strategy, put, making sales, um, running operations, but they're actually executing those things at like a beginner level, but no one's giving them a reality check about it. Uh, so I think that's the biggest thing is just being really truthful with yourself of, Yes, like you have to bootstrap, but how much of this do you are you DIYing and how much of this is actually uh, putting you at a disadvantage here? 
So I think that's one big thing. Another thing is just idea jumping like crazy. I think that when you're first starting a business, you kind of look at what your competitors are doing. And every time you see them do something new, you try to do that new thing too. So you're trying to, you're basically like grasping at a bunch of straws and um, trying out new strategies and new approaches uh, when in actuality, that's not serving you at all because true growth actually comes from you just executing a simple equation over a long period of time and just being super consistent about it. Um, the entrepreneurs that don't really progress are the ones that kind of have this um, ideation jumping um, aspect to it, uh, aspect to how they approach their business and they basically don't commit to anything solid. Mm. I think it's really important to ladies listen to what she just said as well. Although sometimes when you're an entrepreneur and you're first starting your business, although it may be really easy to DIY stuff in the beginning, if you notice your company going a certain way or you you see it growing, it's really important to sometimes sit down and say, hey, maybe I might need a team. If you're an OG listener, then you ladies know that I literally started out with a team because I knew the amount of engagement that we would get early on. And I kind of had to strategize and sit and say, okay, how can I delegate these tasks that I need completed to ensure I'm not burning myself out? And although it may be a really good money saver to be, you know, your social media manager, your operations manager, your packing manager, everything that you need within your business, although it may be, you know, really good to save money on those things, you have to also think about your mental health as an entrepreneur. How can you continuously do all these things seven days throughout the week, 24 hours a day, and consistently go in business? So if you need help within your business, really sit down and strategize how can I delegate delegate these tasks to different people to ensure that I don't burn out because that's something that I come across a lot with startup businesses and you know clients that I have and missies that I have but I come across that a lot with different entrepreneurs where they try to do everything themselves and then they notice a year in business oh you know I'm burnt out or I have to take a break from my business it's because you're putting too much on your plate so the best way you can delegate please do that if you have the chance to get a team please do that and you know try to just sit down and be really real with yourself as an entrepreneur what can I handle on my own and what do I need help with so I love the point that you just made with that Sophia what was one main thing that you think has made you so successful within your specific industry so I actually think it has a little to do with the business side of things and um, just an incredible drive of constantly staying curious so I think I think that um, the entrepreneurs that don't really do well much is are the ones that kind of let ego take the wheel when it comes to how they run their business. And I think that for me, just having that constant curiosity of like, what can I do better? What else is out there? And never really feeling like I have it all figured out. I think that the moment that you feel that way, that's when you kind of let your guard down and you slip behind everyone else. So for me, it's just constant curiosity. Mm, constant curiosity and it's really important with that as well with what you said just said to constantly try to be innovative within your business um so I think that's that's a really good point that you just made also aside from that what inspired you the most to give back to other women that want to start their businesses through Ascent Strategy over the years like I was really blessed that I was able to build my first two businesses in New York and New York City has a lot of resources for entrepreneurs. So I had access to so much 
education, mentors, resources when I was living there and building my businesses. And I think that for me, my the biggest question I had in my head was, how about for all these entrepreneurs that don't live in New York? Like, how are they building their businesses without all of this great information? Um, I think that obviously the internet has democratized a lot of that, but at the same time, um, there's also a lot of bad information I see on the internet. I see a lot of riffraff where I'm just kind of like, this is really basic and non-helpful information. Uh, so I think like there's like this second tier of entrepreneurial information that's actually helpful for people that a lot of people don't have access to. And so I wanted to, you know, be a resource for entrepreneurs to provide that. And I specifically focus on women because I think that being a female entrepreneur is very, very different from being a male entrepreneur. We have very unique challenges that men never experience in their lives. And for me, I really wanted to be a resource for women entrepreneurs because um, I really do feel that, you know, for me at least, I love working with women entrepreneurs because they're so driven and they get things done really quickly. Like for me, being someone who wants to help people and help them create the impact that they want to see through their businesses, it's like not as satisfying when the entrepreneur on the other side isn't driven. So for me, it was like, I really want to help women, you know, move forward because we've been disadvantaged in so many ways. But at the same time, it's also way more fun to work with women, in my opinion, because they're just so driven and they get things done um, on such like a quick, um, fast level that I feel like is so um, admirable and that I absolutely love. So, um, yeah, that's been my inspiration is just, you know, wanting to give women that step up to move forward and also just because they're so awesome to work with. You know what I think when it comes to, you know, us as women giving back to other women within our industry, I think it's honestly amazing because you don't see that a lot with the male demographic, them giving, you know, entrepreneurship tips or, you know, assisting other, you know, men that are coming up and building their business Mm -hmm. and brands. Although, you know, that may be out there, we don't see it as much as women. And I just love the fact that we as women, we stick together and we give tools and information when we can, whenever we learn it. And it's really helpful to the girl boss coming behind you as well I I can definitely connect to what you just said in the industry of coaching and mentoring you really get to see you know how impactful your work is especially when you're assisting other women in building their startups and building their brands because we don't have a lot of tools you know as our male counterparts so I love the fact that Ascent Strategy is basically geared towards giving back to those startup businesses um, and so on and so forth so I wanted to ask you this question from the beginning Um, I saw that or you shared with us that you were a TEDx speaker, right? Tell us about your journey of becoming a public speaker and your experience on the TEDx stage because I know that if you're in the industry of giving back to entrepreneurs or women devoting their brands, you know that the TEDx stage is literally top tier and a lot of people work years and years and years to get to that point. So tell us a little bit about your journey with that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. So that journey was definitely a long and challenging one. So um, I've been shy like ever since I was a kid. So I pursued this idea of getting on the TEDx stage as like a challenge to myself Mm -hmm. of, 
you know, I was shy my whole life. So let's like kind of nip that in the butt and like get over it. And, uh, I actually spent a lot of time before TEDx just, um, talking on other stages in preparation for that. Uh, and I think what really, really helped me was, um, so some TEDx, uh, events, they actually provide you with a speaking coach. So I worked with a speaking coach and that was incredibly helpful. Uh, so I think, you know, if anyone is thinking about getting on the TEDx stage, like having a speaking coach help you with your talk is really extremely helpful. Um, I think the TEDx talks are like eight minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound long, but oh my goodness, I spent months on that thing just practicing and practicing. And I actually never did a perfect run of that speech until I got up on stage. Like it was wow. the craziest wow. thing. It was insanely scary. So it was a super scary experience, very challenging. I spent, you know, so much time just going over and over again. I actually recorded myself speaking it and I would listen to myself on repeat to get the speech into my head for like months. And that like, I still couldn't do a perfect run until I got on that stage. But thankfully, like someone was watching me, looking down on me and supporting me while I was on that stage because I was able to do a perfect run. But yeah, it was a lot of work. Um, but definitely such a great learning experience. And I definitely recommend it to anyone who's kind of thinking about it. And, um, even if you're a little scared of it, I think that's kind of the point of the experience. It really expands you as a person because it's so scary. It's so high stake, you know, they're recording you on YouTube and it's going to be documented somewhere. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's a great experience. I highly recommend it. Mm, I also want to point out as well how longevity um, is really important when it comes to success in business, ladies. As we were saying from the beginning, she's been a business owner and in the business world since she was 19 years old, right? And I really think it's important to pay attention to stories like that and journeys like how she just shared. She started when she was young and she built and built and built and built to get recognized by Elle, Forbes, you know, be on the TEDx stage and so on and so forth. So I'm glad to have you here to speak to the ladies, to encourage them and motivate them to keep going you know, throughout their journeys of becoming bosses, because you never know when your time is going to come. I say this a lot, it's really important to be consistent in business, you know, even when you run through or go through those hiccups, as we were saying in the beginning, it's really important to kind of just take those on the chin, learn from it and keep going. So with that being said, what is one thing that keeps you motivated to keep going in business, especially during this time uh, throughout this, you know, uh, pandemic that we're going through? Yeah, so I think the number one thing to keep yourself motivated is to be kind to yourself. I think that I've wasted a lot of time throughout my career beating myself up, like treating myself like a punching bag whenever I felt like I wasn't productive enough, if I felt like I wasn't being ambitious enough for the year. You know, I've had times where I wouldn't let myself just coast and just be happy with where the business was at, and I was constantly trying to innovate and, like, one up myself. And I think the problem with that is that entrepreneur burnout is very, very real. Like if you really love the business that you're creating and you love yourself, like please give yourself the kindness of listening to yourself and hearing when you need to slow down, you need to coast for a little bit. You don't need to be creating, creating, creating all that time. Uh, 
Um, so I think for me, the biggest motivation is just be kind, go with the flow of what you're feeling. You know, an entrepreneur is not synonymous with constantly hustling. I think that that's like a really negative part of entrepreneur culture is that we really associate being an entrepreneur with being a hustler. And like, honestly, that's not the language of someone who's been at 10 year plus in the entrepreneur game. So that is my biggest advice as far as staying motivated. Mm, Thank you for sharing that. And as we wrap up, what's next for yourself in Essence Strategy? Yeah, so I think for me, my biggest mission coming up next is to just impact more women like my goal through my business like my biggest um kind of goal at the end of the day is not to make the most money as possible it's actually to make the most impact as possible you know share what I've learned and the knowledge I've acquired over the years to as many women as possible so that they can go out and you know live the lifestyle that I live where I love my job I'm not stressed out I'm like very rarely stressed out actually like when it comes to work and I live the life that I choose and I love it and I want to empower other women to have that same experience um so for me it's finding avenues to impact more women whether it's through products or things like that Mm. or even this podcast so yeah (laughs) absolutely Absolutely. Um, Before, you know, I ask you this last question, I want to backtrack a little bit, ladies. As Sophia was saying, um, it's extremely important to know that sometimes pauses are needed when you're a business owner. And oftentimes as entrepreneurs, as we were saying in the beginning, and as I was saying, it's really easy to get burnt out really fast if you're constantly going, 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 going. And breaks like this, although, you know, this entire lockdown, quarantine, pandemic, we weren't expecting it at all. I want you ladies to kind of give yourself more grace, especially during this time. You don't have to create all this content that everybody has to see you ladies know that I love to work but I also know at the same time when to slow down so if you've never had a break in business before I think now is the perfect time to either take that break or take the time that you need away from your business and your brand in order to recharge because you never know when we're going to get another break like this so as Sophia was saying know when to take those pauses um and lastly Sophia are there any tips you can give to the ladies and listening to inspire and motivate them to keep going throughout their journey of becoming bosses so I love what you just said and I think kind of trailing off of your thought there I think that with everything that's happening right now in our world the leaders that are really standing out and stepping up as like really strong entrepreneurs are the ones that are able to have that internal decision making uh kind of skill where despite the chaos around them where people are telling them oh it's not a good time to sell right now because it's insensitive or oh you know you should be creating as much you know free freebies to give people right now because people can't afford things or whatever so I think the mark of a true entrepreneur is someone who can listen to themselves despite like all this all these recommendations, advice around them as as far as what they should be doing, um, having that muscle internally to listen to yourself and say, actually, I don't care that that's what people are telling me to do. This is actually what's best for my business that I'm going to do X, Y, and D. So um, I think that's my biggest tip, you know, especially during this time is, 
the best thing, like the best skill you can work on right now is in this, in the midst of this chaos that we're in, really get quiet with yourself and learn how to listen to your decision-making and your leadership as a business owner. Mm, learn how to listen to yourself during this time, ladies. Um, in closing, where can our ladies been listening find you as far as your website, socials, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, so my website is ascent, A-S-C-E-N-T dash strategy.com. I have a lot of free stuff on there for you ladies. And I also have a blog that I write weekly on with a lot of free advice and tips. So feel free to head over there. And I'm also really active on Instagram. My handle is ascent with Sophia. And equally, I have like a ton of mini classes that is free for you um, that can definitely help help you and support you on your entrepreneurial journey yes thank you so much Sophia for being on this episode and thank you ladies so much for tuning in to yet another episode on the woman podcast as you ladies know this is the season finale of our podcast but don't worry you can always catch up on all 53 episodes yes I said 53 I recorded a very special ode and um very special episode to all of our W Boss listeners that have supported us as a podcast for almost two years now um and that will be the next episode after this but thank you all so much for tuning in in the meantime before we you know announce our next season i want you guys to go ahead and catch up on this season and last season but thank you ladies so much again for tuning in and i cannot wait to come back and drop more gems for you ladies later on this summer peace ladies have an amazing and safe weekend